Bigger than cakes. Give me some more silence. Hello, welcome to Bigger Than Capes. I'm Zach, and this week I'm joined by Will and Matt, collectively Will and Matt. Um, <laughs> how are you guys doing? Good, good. Very well, <laughs> pretty, man. Pretty good. Um, yeah, excited to get a chance to talk about Thought Bubble. Yeah, um, not sure when this is going out, but it's been some time since Thought Bubble. An amount of time has passed. Yes, uh, time has passed. And here we are, stronger than ever. Yep, here we are, born to be kings, we're the prince of the universe. <laughs> uh, off to a flying start, if you ask me. Um, so, I guess, general kind of thoughts about Thought Bubble? It, thoughts Bubble, if you will? It was, it was great to have it back. Like, yeah. having a year without it um, was really rough. Um, I mean, it wasn't the roughest thing about this last year obviously but it really sucked um i you know like uh, i for one have been like going to it for a very long time at this point and it's you know like i said uh, before it's one of the only sort of comics conventions that i go to it's got like a really unique atmosphere and feel to it um so having it like having it back was so so welcome especially at this sort of time um and it was pretty well managed in terms of like well in terms of covid stuff um like i like you know they they did all of your you know all of your checks and everything before you're allowed in um you know to like ev- everyone who was going in had to have like a pass uh, and everything and had to have been uh vaxxed so yeah i felt fairly safe uh inside uh and also i i got to to have a lovely weekend away with my friends um for the first time in forever i'll introduce you to them at some point zach um but no it was uh it was nice like you know, we we got a, a, an Airbnb uh, together uh, and just hung out. Um, Will and I watched Hot Fuzz and, and uh, we're, we're, yep, and we were insufferable. <laughs> Frequently, I want. <laughs> it's what um, we were put on earth to be. Yep. You know, follow that truth, Will. Um. I, I, think... I don't know nothing about no skeletons, etc. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> um, Farmers. Farmers' mums. We know. Do you want any, do you want any more entirely out of context quotes? <laughs> um, sorry, Zach. Go on. Oh. I just know you're going to say more. I know who you are. Uh, Zach. I'm done. I'm done. Zach, sorry. Sorry. You've um, you've got a mustache. 
I yeah. really thought you were going to go for the shallow New Year's Grave oh, joke. No. Every no. other bloody week. Oh, but... you mean uh, Peter Hanrahan? That's right. <laughs> what does it say, Zach? Fort Bubble? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to edit all of this. You just seem like a maniac. <laughs> I mean, would it be much different from what I was ready to No, it's kind of exactly the same, to be fair. Um, I think a lot of what you said about Thought Bubble is true. Um, my only complaints would be, I think it did suffer from not having a kind of social aspect of not doing any, an yeah, event on the Friday or a mid-con fair. event. Um and also, there, was, there were a lot of dropouts as well, obviously, like, because of COVID. Both things which I understand are completely out of their control, Absolutely. but, you know, um, without being too much of a dick about it, though, I do think if you put up most of your staff and creators in one hotel and they all, <laughs> and everyone hangs out in that hotel, it could be argued that you may as well as put on a mid-con party at that point, because... The same thing That's is happening. That's basically what's happening. You're just not inviting everybody. So, yeah, I would argue that having no social events but still having a social cancels each other out. But, hey, who am I to, you know, report on the truth? Uh, the, what, we did watch wrestling. We did, after the convention, by yeah. quite a while. <laughs> um, but, sure, yeah, we we watched wrestling. We were in the house that we stayed at. It's part of the same um, holiday. And uh, this is a, a side complaint that I'm just never going to back down on. Better in Leeds. Leeds is just yeah, I, I would agree. way more convenient. It's half an hour on a train versus what feels like a bloody eternity to get to Harrogate. And plus, you get it was it, it was often in the armory, which was cool because which is awesome. Machine, there was a machine gun. That's right, yeah, and cannons. And you could pay to shoot the machine gun. But yeah, no, I I, I miss Leeds, I miss the armories. Um, yeah. Harrogate's fine. Yeah. That, they should put that on the sign when you arrive. Welcome to Harrogate, it's fine. Um, I'm going to back down on just criticising towns in Yorkshire for, for just a tad. I'll, come, I'll circle back around. Um, so should we do some kind of talking about the about stuff we picked up yeah and like i I've, I've got a few things like i know are we gonna do what like maybe three things each that we thought were particularly cool we've grabbed yeah 600 yeah. things each i agree <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah, anyone want to start this shin I'll, dig i'll go for it no. uh the first thing well, um, it was only my second time at, at Thought Bubble, uh, Thought Bubble Baby. So I have uh, no context for Leeds. I have simply a pre and post COVID version in my mind. And uh, yeah, while this was a bit smaller than last time, as you say, with a few kind of dropouts and things, one thing I was really happy to see at Thought Bubble that uh, on the internet and whatnot, you, uh, comics seems to be a world of um, divisions. And yeah. like a land fan- of contrast, if you will, fandom somewhat 
uh, hating each other and the creators and the companies and etc. And Thought Bubble felt like it had absolutely none of that. It felt entirely inclusive and diverse. And there were tons of stuff there that I had no in. Yeah, there were tons of stuff there that I had no interest in. But it was the 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 living side by side with everything else uh, very harmoniously. It was a very chilled out atmosphere and one that I enjoyed. Uh, On to the books themselves that I am going to talk about. The first one's a little bit of a cheat because it is two volumes, but to be fair, uh, they're not very long, so that's what you're getting. And they are Manu and Puno by Gustavo Vargas. They are Peruvian cyberpunk stories um, about a sort of society in Peru in the future. Uh, I must admit, I've, I've just backed the third book, Pilcuyo, on Kickstarter, and it's the kind of story that feeds you bits as it goes through. So I can't really give you a brief rundown of what's going on. Um, but it is about this kind of Peruvian society that's built partly on uh, kind of cybernetics and machinery. Um, it's about two women who live in the jungle. One has a, a, a dark past, and that past kind of catches up with them, and it includes of biological supercomputers and somebody who potentially can hack other everybody else's kind of cybernetics goes on like that but very cool really good art they come in these kind of a5 sized uh um are they like almost digest size yeah that's exactly it they're kind of like digest size the art's really cool in them they're very like pencily and really colorful and show off a lot of kind of Peruvian architecture, I guess. And there are bits about it that, you know, culturally I don't fully understand. Um, but I think it, in a world of a lot of American comics, and uh, as we said before, like, we don't get a lot of Euro stuff. It's nice to see a completely different setting and culture being the basis for what is otherwise just a pretty cool like, cyberpunk story. Hmm. Uh, so that's that one. If anybody is interested, you've kind of missed your chance to <laughs> back number three. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure if you search for Gustavo Vargas, I bet you could pick these up. Um, the next book I want to talk about is Afterlife Inc. Uh, it is, there's quite a few different people on this. It's written by uh, John Locke. Uh, there's art by Ash Jackson, Jerry Gaylord, Roy Hute. Hewson Stewart, Jack Tempest, Ash Jackson, I've oh, said that twice, Will Tempest, not the same as Jack Tempest, Del Borovich, and for a third time, Ash Jackson. Um, so there's a few different artists in it, but it is essentially about a, a fella called Jack Fortune, who is a con artist, and he dies, and when he dies, he goes to the afterlife, um, but begins to run the afterlife like a business. Uh, and then, you know, cue hilarity and supernatural adventure. But uh, he got me with his sales pitch. There is in the back of this book a map, a kind of a, well, yeah, I don't know how else you'd say, sort of a three-dimensional map of what the afterlife looks like. And he had a wooden version on his desk, and uh, that did it for me. So (laughs) I bought his book. Uh, That looks fun. And the last one. That I'm going to talk about is Scroll Comics Magazine, 
which is like a big oversized anthology, well, comics magazine, would you believe? Uh, it has loads of different styles in it, loads of different creators, some that looks really old fashioned, like sort of 30s, 40s, 50s style. Some of it's dead modern, it's sci fi, it's fantasy, there's some kind of sports comics. It's got absolutely tons of stuff in it, loads of things. Uh, it also includes uh, Gustavo Vargas, my new best friend, <laughs> who nice. also also writes a story in here. But because there are so many creators, it was at tons of people's desks. And uh, every time I saw it, it looked interesting. And eventually I bought it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've talked about anthologies quite a lot, you and I, Zach. Yeah. We have. That's kind of uh, our thing, apparently. Yeah, it's kind Not of intentionally, kind of, I don't think. It's just happened. It's just the things that we keep buying together seem to be yeah. anthology books. And this is another one of those. Um, it feels maybe a bit less um, focused around a specific theme of some of the others that we've looked at. Mm. That is, it is just kind of a group of creators who got together and wrote a load of short stories and then kind of piled them together into a book. But... Um, yeah, really varied, and there's definitely going to be something for everybody in there. Hmm. Lo- loads and loads of good stuff. All sounds good, man. I also picked up Manu and Puno, uh, which I've intended to back in every single Kickstarter, and still haven't read either of them, but I bought them, and uh, I also missed the end of the Kickstarter for the third one. So, um, yeah, that's... You'll have to apologise to Gustavo. I'll uh, I'll hook you up and... <laughs> Your bestie. <laughs> um, so yeah, in classic Zach fashion, I um, bought two, missed the third. Here we are. <laughs> but he was a very nice man, and he signed my books. And Aww. he was really nice. That's true. I, I got chatting with him about like eighties um, action figures. <laughs> yeah, he ticks our boxes. I think. So Matt, do you want to take it or? Um, I'm happy to take it. So the first one is um, Bunny. Uh, by I Valentine, who like sells like he sells a lot of his uh, stuff uh, under the name of Occult Trash. Like he's done some really good stuff in the past. I have a number of books that he's put out that have just like things like raccoons just doing like occult, um, just occult sacrifices uh, and stuff. It's it's cool. This one though is a about a topic that's like much closer to home for him and like like I is like a a is like a trans man um, and this is a sort of semi autobiographical book about their sort of self insert like their kind of OC character called Bunny who is as the name would imply a a bunny rabbit who is also like trans masculine but it's it's kind of about the anxiety that comes from being trans but still kind of enjoying yeah appearing pretty appearing sort of in a more sort of traditionally feminine Mm. um guys like it's very short it's only about eight or nine pages and they tend to be and they're like one panel pages um but it's really quite powerful like actually like and also like the art's really nice it's like simple and like but 
it occasionally like gets you when you just see like you, you just look at some of the the anthropomorphic sort of animal characters and you're like oh that's a cute dog um and stuff like that like that just you you're just like reading this like really interesting really sort of introspective work and then you just go ha 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 cute dog um it's 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 really good next one is golden daughter uh by ver which i know uh you picked up uh their one of their prints as well didn't you i did yeah i picked up woven daughter as well and uh yeah and i bought a print Um, like this is the first time i've seen anything by uh the yeah me too and i was blown away yeah um this is some of the most gorgeous work um i i've seen like in just in in terms of just seeing a to- like a totally new person mm-hmm. um like who I'd had no like not heard anything about before I was just absolutely blown away like there's these amazing little bits where like it was, it's just the detail in fabrics even in it like and and no, the way that they look like the the way that they look embroidered and the monster design that looks like the gate almost like the gaping dragon um from dark souls it's fantastic like the color palette and how styles like change to fit the like styles slightly change to fit the feel of the of the kind of mood they're attempting to generate like it's it's gorgeous yeah no in in a well, a building full of art. They stood out. I think, like it, they, uh, their work looked very different and kind of, um, as you say, it wasn't connected to any properties that I was aware of, but just stood on the merit of its own quality. I think. Mm. Um, like, yeah, the story is like is also good, um, and like I, I would recommend reading it as well as just looking at it but it's great it's a sort of it's it's a sort of semi like medieval um setting um that does that has like monsters and like religious orders um and occasionally looks Occasionally looks like it's sort of Slavic. Occasionally looks like it's like in the steppes. Um, like occasionally sort of yeah, just like all sorts. It's so good. Um, and yeah, just look up the V E R. They will blow your mind great choice um and i'm sad that i forgot to go back and uh and buy a print my more it 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 was it it was my 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 big fave (laughs) and um my final one uh is sir gawain and the green knight uh by mark penman and uh john repian um 
I've been a fan of Penman for quite a few years. I almost always end up buying something uh, from him whenever I go. I've got like a few, a, a couple prints of his uh, on my walls. Um, and I think I've got all of the uh, Amurian uh, Tales books. Um, this is a step, this book is a real step up um, in terms of like his art. Um, particularly the way he draws the Green Knight. Um, there's a level of like a level of almost unhingedness, un- like the uh, way you feel he him, like how he's of a different world to the other characters around him like the way that his face contorts and changes his eyes like bulge his smile sort of like you know his mouth looks like it could like it that it could swallow you sort of whole taking you into like another place and time like it's gorgeous and like as a as a person who has read a lot of chivalric romance and like Arthurian theory um, as well as like Arthurian legend like it's it's cool um, get get this book can I uh, can I ask you Matt I recently watched the uh, the Green Knight oh I still haven't seen it uh, well, really that's what I was going to ask so question answer I really want to I really, enjo- I really enjoyed it uh, yeah I really liked it but it just it reminded me as you were obviously Talking about a book of the same thing. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then, I believe that leaves us with, uh, well, Zachary. Where have you been? Have I forgotten? No, oh, no, it's me. Technically, I guess it's weird. Weird, weird that you have full name in me, Matthew, William, ah. Zachariah. I would, I would love the reveal that you're not really William, and you're like Wilhelm or oh, Wilfred. That would be good. For a while, for a while uh, at university, somebody thought I was called Wilf, and that, that just sort of stuck. So oh, that's, that's kind of annoying. But... <laughs> yeah, sadly, it is just William. It's been a bit of a cross to bear, but I'm living Do with it. Do you have a pair of Wish Wellingtons? <laughs> if only. Have you considered changing it up and like, just one day being like, no, nah, I'm Bill now? I've... Do you know, oddly enough, between when I, cause I, I grew up in this, this not very relevant for the podcast. But, <laughs> uh, I was born. I, I was born born in Stockport, but I grew up in East Sussex. And when I went to East Sussex, I uh, from the ages of about seven to what? When when you go to like big boy school, about eleven. Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> big boy school. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was Bill. Okay. Um, William is a is a tough yeah. name as a kid. I, it's it's oh. an easy pick on. So. Yeah, I went straight. I mean, I tried Buck because I was watching a lot of Buck Rogers at the time. Yeah. But uh, nobody was buying that, so I settled on Bill in the end. I was, I was Mate, so if, if you want to be Buck, let's make it happen. Yeah. What's the point? Why are we here? Oh, right. Yeah, me. I'm Zach. Hurry. Um, sometimes that's been mistaken for that's Buck how we got or it. Matt. Um, so, first up for me is uh, Kobe Alone by Beck Kubrick. Yeah. Um, which is a all ages story about 
a kid called Kobe who is alone and decides to use a forbidden spellbook to summon a friend. Um, I don't want to give too much away, but it's adorable and it's really good. So, yeah. Uh, it, sounds, it sounds very sweet. It is. Um, there's only ever going to be... F- well, allegedly, Beck is only going to have the 400 copies that are currently printed. So oh, if you want one, yes. I would say move quickly. Um, it's all kind of uh, risographs. So it's all pink and blue, just two colour printed. But it's real pretty and it it's real good. And I, I, yeah. can, I can confirm he's not lying. I can't confirm it, but I believe you. It seems, you know, I'm on seems, le- seems legit. Um, and then we get weirder for my second pick, which is, I was here by, um, okay, obviously I'm, I'm missing a last name here, but by Toby, I like cats. Um, oh, them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like cats. <laughs> I like every kind of cat. Uh I also bought a lot of stickers from Toby and other stuff. I only realise now that I've gone from Kobe to Toby in a kind of progression. But hey, whatevs. Um, Which basically talks about how during lockdown, Toby got quite into walking around cemeteries and realised the kind of things you see everywhere. And, you know, like the repeated stuff, like urns with a cloth over them or broken columns and stuff like that. So kind of is largely just drawings of bits of cemeteries and photos of cemeteries and a kind of guide to the things you will see in cemeteries like broken columns such. But as an incredibly goth teenager, <laughs> there was a period of my life where I hung out in Chatterton Cemetery quite a lot. Um, playing acoustic guitar because my mum and stepdad kept getting annoyed at me playing guitar at home. Um, So this just speaks to me as a kind of not much of a comic comic that's more of a art book than anything. But um, it's it's nice. Yeah. I quite like cemeteries. They're weird. You know. Um, so yeah, check that out. And yeah, uh, uh, buried in a in a pet one in a pet cemetery. Yeah, that's <laughs> you true. don't want to live your uh, life again. There, there, there are cats in this as well because there were cemetery cats. There are always cemetery cats. I'm sure you all yeah, know that. It's, um, it's a given. So yeah, that's that's my second book. Uh, my third pick is something I haven't actually read yet, but I will be, which is something Matt picks up as well, which is sex stories. Yeah, which was. Um, Represented at Thought Bubble by lovely people. Uh, lovely people, yeah. Harry Ann Bentley, who is responsible for this kind of English translation. I don't know, not kind of, it is the English translation. There's actually four volumes of sex stories in Spain. Two of the creators were there who have business cards for, which were Tony Batres and Rain V Arts. I assume they have a human name as well, but that's what the business card says. Um, but it's kind of just a um, sex-positive erotic anthology, which 
haven't read yet will be reading soon and um Marta was super excited about it because when we were in Barcelona a few months ago, she bought the first one, thought it was great. We then had to specially trek back to the same comic book shops to buy the other three. So the <laughs> idea that you can now get it in, in English at an English convention is pretty cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, that those are my main three. I do have a kind of tag-along one that's not as indie or small press but i'm going to throw it in anyway because the artist is from manchester and fuck it um so and this is definitely a will and matt book so yeah and i bought the last copy at thought bubble so that doesn't help but hey uh so that texas blood by chris condon and jacob phillips is basically about an old man detects an old man police officer in texas who is kind of you know Doubting if he's still good at being a detective. If he's still got it. Yeah. And um, it's just really good. It's kind of got that. I'll get there. Leave it with me. It's kind of got a little bit of a Southern Bastards vibe. Um, And murder mystery elements, crime things in there. Um, Interesting to me that anyone from Manchester is drawing a book set in Texas as well. Um, hmm. I, there's just a world of difference there, but uh, really, really good. And that's from Image, so yeah, way more mainstream. But definitely check that out because fits our purposes. I didn't until Thought Bubble, and I wish I'd read this sooner. So yeah, sweet. Um, yeah. Much like both of you, I also bought a fuck ton of prints and pins and all manner of other stuff that I would gladly do shout outs for everyone but there's just too many names yep I have two <laughs> very quick shout outs I want to do um like partially like they are people I bought prints from but like um one of them had a book as well that I really wish I'd had the money to buy, but I talked to them about it, looked uh, through it and discussed it with them. Um, it is uh, Adam Allsuch Boardman, um, who did a uh, number of these like uh, prints that are all like uh, indexes, like um, of like one was of like uh, f- like 40 or something different cryptids. Um one um is of metal gear uh, solid is metal gear solid um with each uh game like uh of of the of the mainline series unfortunately it i'm sorry zach it doesn't have metal gear rising revengeance uh oh no like yeah i i know how much that must hurt you (laughs) um but um and uh had a twin peaks one as well yeah. uh, but what was very cool that uh was a project i talked with them for about 15 20 minutes um about which is uh they had a book there that was um all of their art they'd worked with like uh, some local historians um to find out about all of the local um old cinemas of uh like historic cinemas of leeds 
and to find like archive material that had um, all of the uh, all of the like the facades um, and mm. front like uh, front pieces of the places, and they'd uh, drawn all of these uh, various cinemas um, with like their dates and everything, and uh, with a little bit kind of about where they were uh, and stuff. And as someone who really <laughs> is really really loves old and independent cinemas um like i want to buy this book um and i anyone who's got an interest in like historic uh in like historic cinema and cinemas um should give it a look that name again is adam all such boardman um and he's actually someone i was gonna mention because i'm <laughs> most of the way through his uh, illustrated history of ufos book which oh nice is real good if you're into ufos yeah I... that was another book i wanted to get um but i also um just a person who had some very cool prints uh and was just very nice to talk to uh was uh brobex uh b-r-o-b-e-double-x um i chatted with them for a while um and bought a bunch of uh prints from them um they had some yakuza and some berserk ones and i'll always buy berserk prints it's it's my curse to you i have been branded so now i have to (laughs) um look them up they they are cool um and yeah so those are my two sort of like honorable mentions sweet isn't it yeah i think that's entirely fair um there were a lot of great other people i think um oh shit uh, family store uk had a lot of cool yes. kind of, um t-shirts and sweaters and stuff they also had a print by that artist i like uh, jen woodall which i bought which was mm. awesome um but yeah a lot of good people with a lot of good art um oh. james chapman as well i think we all bought stuff from james chapman who had like the little um film prints postcard yeah, so, kind of yeah. slightly bigger than postcard. I bought Rocky Horror and the Adams Family, and I can't remember what you guys bought. But I got Royal Tenenbaums. I got a Clarice yes. one for Catherine. Yeah, uh, and I got a Paddington sticker. Um, and I got a They Live sticker. Um, yeah. I, his, I his art's Pad- really, really cute. He didn't like have it. any They Live when I were there. When I was there, but you need to un- buy your prints faster. Unfortunately, um, like sorry, fortunately. I got a sticker for a film that is officially better than Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> officially. Uh, it, it embarrasses me that I can't remember the, the, the gent's name, but he was the guy who uh, drew all of our pets. <laughs> oh, oh, I can do this. Uh, Jim Medway. Yes, because yes. he was an incredibly nice man, and uh, I really like the picture he did. And yep. It's just incredibly fun idea. Uh, and, and also uh, has true. some very good books. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, like award-winning, yes. if I remember correctly. Yeah. 
Also, since since we're this deep, uh, Black Smoke as well that both me and Matt bought pins from. Yeah. Um, they just had a lot of pins. I don't know if they had anything else. And <laughs> <laughs> like half a table remember. covered in pins. I bought a crow. I think you bought something else. I we got three stickers. Fish. You bought a swordfish, but it was a fish with a sword. Shit, yeah, you did. That's the um, one I like. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to leave it there because I feel like we could easily slip into a black hole of Yeah, but if you ever get if you get the chance, Thought Bubble is always worth going to whoever you are as long as like you know, as as long as you're cool, like everyone there is cool. Like yeah. Everyone is like themselves. It's one of the most sort of warm and accepting and like fun um conventions that like i've ever been to in all the years i've been going to conventions completely agree. Um, i think it's something you should go check out yourself and uh for the sake of balance um i quite like harrogate <laughs> yeah but you've not oh wait zach there was one bonus to harrogate that leeds didn't have and that would be a sandwich right. shop I went to on the way to the no, car on Sunday? A, a particular gen well, two particular <laughs> uh, benefits actually. And they're both gentlemen that we that we bumped into on the Saturday morning. Oh, Kyle, who I follow on Twitter. No. One was a particular muscular biscuit. Um Oh was... Kyle, who I follow on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um who had a terrifying um like Stand- cookie body, cookie let's be honest. <laughs> Only uh, one way to describe it. Empty vacant And the other was a, 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 a little gentleman um, from, from Extreme oh. Championship Wrestling um, who, who about balls. saw uh, in the window of a shop. That's right, Zach's long-wanted Balls Mahoney action figure. Still don't have it. If any, if you're, if anyone's listening to this and you have a Balls Mahoney action figure from like 2006, 2007, set it to one, two, three, fake street. <laughs> one, two, three, fake street. Um, I, I'm telling you, I bought most of these CW action figures. I got me a Dreamer. I got Sandman. I got Kevin Thorne. I got a like Simon Diamond. <laughs> Um, I was not popular in about you, 2006. Yeah, but also like you're the like the biggest Kevin Fawn mark I know. He was a vampire, but they didn't want to say that, so they kept describing him describing him oh, yeah, as someone lifestyle. with a gothic lifestyle. Same as they did with Gangrel and the Brood. He came to the uh, ring with a woman who hung upside down from the ropes like a bat very... and had fangs. Come on! Um, but he was also the like, colour-swapped Undertaker. Yeah, he was. He was Mordecai. He's not uh, a zombie, he just has an undead lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now that you've Heard us and third us. I was trying to do the Mordecai hear me, fear me. Oh, right. Is that um, what you think that thing. was? That was <laughs> yeah, hear me, fear me. Um, there's some wrap up. And then he has the big cross. Look, re- reminiscing over Mordecai is neither here nor there. That's, so, that's, but, that's between so, us and 2004 well, Smackdown. So, Zach, Mordecai is Zach's favorite wrestler. Flop Bubble was great. We'll see you all next time. <laughs>
Bye. Bye. Bigger than capes. Bigger than capes. <laughs> Remember. There we go. I think that's a great Remember. ending.